1: action pack awesomeness right
0: here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume
1: one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now
0: hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh, this is steve and i just wanted to let you know For all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at eilf movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, Basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last splat holes of gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven. and Michelle Danner has found success as a performer, teacher, storyteller, director, and entrepreneur as the co-founder of the Edgemar Center for the Arts and L.A. Acting Conservatory. Her latest completed film, Bad Impulse, is a psychological thriller about family secrets and modern technology, starring Sonia Walger, Grant Bowler, and Paul Sorvino. And Danner's list of students has included Christian Slater, Salma Hayek, Gerard Butler, Seth MacFarlane. Penelope Cruz, Chris Rock, Gabrielle Union, and Zoe Deschanel, among others. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Danner was kind enough to join us on everything I learned from movies. Uh, Michelle. Yes. Hi. Excellent. Uh, sorry. Uh, this is Steve, and I'm with my wife Izzy. Hello! Hello, hi! And we're with uh, Everything I Learned From Movies, and uh, thank you thank you for joining us. Uh, I know we have a busy schedule and everything, uh, being a director and running an acting school. Um, was uh, Just wondering if, I guess to get started, uh, would you mind letting us know where you grew up and what your family life was like?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I grew up in Europe. My father was asked by the William Morris Agency to open up the very first offices of, uh, of the William Morris in Paris, in France, and um, so I remember, you know, being little and being under his desk and watching all, you know, big celebrities and singers, pictures come in, and, and you know, I was just, um, I was a daddy's girl, <laughs> and um, <laughs> And I had a wonderful upbringing in Europe. I got to travel all over. I was exposed to, to literature, to the arts. Um, you know, I loved growing up in Europe. My dad always emphasized how much he felt that uh, it was a good education for us. And I am not the oldest of four. And uh, my three other sisters, so he has four girls. Um, you know, we, have a, we had a great time traveling and and learning from our parents, my mother was a stay-at-home mom, but also a singer. So I was—I grew up in the entertainment world, and um, it was a, a great, you know, atmosphere to be raised in.
0: Excellent. And uh, I, I saw that, like, some of the people you knew were like Sammy Davis Jr. and Julio Iglesias. I mean, were, well, they, were they, they just were like Uncle Sammy, or in. I don't know?
1: Yeah, they would come to dinner, and they would come in. In my dad's office and this is just this slew of celebrities and I would go to at the time well it's still there the Olympia in Paris which was um, you know it's like um, I don't know the equivalent of contagious uh, <laughs> you know here in LA um, or the Kodak theater or the Dolby theater I would go there to um to watch all these performers perform and yeah I was just I had a very very um, fascinating upbringing
0: nice uh, who were some of like your your biggest influences growing up like kind of gearing you towards the entertainment industry
1: um well Barbara streisand was oh, wow. one of my absolute favorite singers that was growing up some uh, French comedians, uh, which probably they would not know here in the States, Guy Bedos, Sophie Domier, um, you know, a lot of French artists. And, um, you know, then when I grew up and I moved back to New York, um, I went to see a lot of Broadway shows. And uh, I was certainly um, very impacted by the performance of Mandy Patinkin mm-hmm. in uh, Sunday in the Park with George. And Kathy Bates in a play called Night Mother, that won the Pulitzer Prize. I mean, she was phenomenal in that. And um, Jennifer Holliday in Dream Girls. oh my God, you know, when she sang that song, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. The theater shook. I was so affected by that. I, I would, And now, you know, I'm a mom, this is now decades later, and I take my kids to see Broadway shows. Well, not today, obviously, because we're all home today. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so matter of fact, we're supposed to fly to New York for spring break, and that's, I'm pretty sure not happening. Uh. Um, but, uh, but every time, you know, we go to New York, I take them to see many, many Broadway shows.
0: Excellent. Do you have, like, a, like, a personal favorite, like you just have been to, like, dozens of times?
1: Um... You know, uh, well, the kids would have gone a dozen of times to see SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> they loved that show. And actually, I liked it, too. I was like, oh, God, do I have to take them to see that? But then I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, and Hamilton is another favorite that we would see over and over again, uh, for sure. Hamilton's great show. It's coming to the Pentage now in a month and a half here in L.A., Oh, nice. hopefully everything will be back to normal by then Yeah. Uh, you know for me you know West Side Story I think when I was growing up was the one that I would go see over and over again and now there's a revival on Broadway which I haven't seen yet and I would love to see
0: oh nice yeah i have to go check that out hopefully <laughs> Uh, What were, like, your your dream jobs uh, growing up as a kid? Like, did you, you obviously, a singer, but did you also want to, like, be an actress and uh, anything, or, I don't know, a firefighter, anything like that?
1: (laughs) Oh, what did I want to be? The jobs that I would want to do? Yes, yes. (laughs) I think that I revolutionized my school by creating, writing plays, casting them. So, as an example... I was in sixth grade, and I wrote um, a play based on The Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas, the French author. And they've made many screen adaptations of that. So I would cast literally like all the students and all the grades. It became like a, a thing which had 80 kids in it. And so everybody loved it because they were actually a lot, you know, it was fun. It was like a school play. And I would direct it. So early on in sixth grade, I had that director's lens. Uh, so I would direct, and the teachers loved me, the administration, less. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I basically just, you know, rerouted everything. But um, but ultimately they thought that it was just very valuable. And, and I did that in all the grades as I was growing up. So if somebody had a little video camera following me, they probably would have known that in my adult life, I would have transitioned to, you know, being a director.
0: Excellent. And, and so, um, I, I know you also have the uh, the acting school. Were you a director first, or was like the acting school first, and then leading into that? Or?
1: No, I, I taught first. I, I my the trajectory was that I first was acting and enjoyed acting tremendously, and uh, and had some really, you know, powerful experiences on stage with. Uh, Ibsen's work and Tennessee Williams's work. I was I played here in in LA. Did the Rose Tattoo, and then um, I started to teach because a lot of students uh, were asking me to teach them. So I started to teach, and from there, the natural progression was to direct and yes uh, we have an acting school in santa monica called uh, well it's two schools actually the michelle banner acting studio and the los angeles acting conservatory that has a conservatory program at the um uh, in the beautiful two state of the art theater in santa monica called the edgemar center for the arts and uh we have a great faculty of teachers that have graduated from harvard from yale from juilliard and um Now the school is transitioned as of uh, tomorrow. It's transitioning for a few weeks online. So we're going to do online classes because we have a lot of students and, you know, we can't just leave them at home isolated. Mm -hmm. We have to uh, continue the work. So this week I'm going to teach some online classes, script analysis, scene study on camera, and I'm going to dissect with everyone tomorrow, uh, Get Out, the movie Get Out, which will be a lot of fun. Nice.
0: Yeah, very nice. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> yes. Nice. And uh, so with the uh, Edgemar uh, Center of the Arts, when... I'm sorry, I must have missed the year. When did you start that?
1: Uh, with the Edgemar Center for the Arts, I uh, founded it in 1999. 99, okay. And, and in the year 2000, I built it. In the year 2002, we cut the ribbon. I raised in a capital campaign, a million point three. And we had some wonderful supporters in the community: Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw, and, and Neil Simon and Tom Hanks, um, and Rita Wilson, which I hope that you know they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people supported us, um, and uh, we uh, we cut the ribbon. And since then, we've been you know doing you know plays and musicals, and we do uh, a Cinema at the Edge, which is an annual film festival. For real grassroots independent filmmaking, um, we have outreach programs. I mean, we have a lot, a lot. We have a lot of things that we that we do in our uh, in the Center for the Arts. Excellent.
0: And uh, tell me about, uh, I was kind of checking out the website, uh, uh, tell me about the uh, the golden box of acting techniques. What What is
1: that about? Well, the golden box is an interesting class. I, I've taught it all over the world, not today, <laughs> but uh, in the last, you know, 15 years I have traveled with the kids. I have two boys from, you know, from Russia, Moscow, St. Petersburg, South Africa, Johannesburg, uh, Cape Town, South America, Colombia, Lima, Peru, Mexico, Mm -hmm. you know, Canada, Europe, Paris. I mean, you name it. I have taught this class. I speak five languages fluently Mm -hmm. and uh, French, Spanish, Italian and Portuguese. And this is a class where I, um, you know, break down what it takes when you you know are working on a movie to make choices that are unique that will really separate you in terms of of their uniqueness. So I talk about um how to create a character you know through a backstory that is complex and uh, and emotional so ultimately, the result is that you're riveting to watch as a performer and uh, it's a class that has a lot of breakthroughs. People have loved this class all over the world, and, uh, and therefore, you know, they've come from all over the world to study at our school. And this is a class that started in my living room over 20 years ago, and uh, that now is a really powerful intensive that I love, love teaching.
0: Excellent. Yeah, you've had some like amazing student list, like uh, everything from like Christian Slater to Sama Hayek, Gerard Butler, Zoe Deschanel.
1: Um, yes, I've had some wonderful students. Some of those, uh, you know, some of these wonderful actors I have worked with privately, you know, on different projects, and I've been lucky enough to, you know, work with actors of all levels, professional actors, Oscar-winning actors, and also, you know, newcomers, wonderful ta- up-and-coming talent.
0: Excellent. Okay. And then in, uh, I guess, in two thousand six, uh, I guess that was the first time you uh, directed a movie. Is that correct? The uh, How to Go Out on a Date in Queens.
1: Yes, that's right. How to Go Out on a Date in Queens was the first movie that I directed. I was lucky enough to also work with, you know, some pretty awesome actors: Jason Alexander and Ron yeah. Perlman, Ethan Morales, Rob Estes, Kimberly Williams-Paisley, Allison Eastwood. So I was really, really lucky. Yeah, to have these you know these great talents be part of it. It was a fun comedy that we did.
0: Yeah, I say it sounds like an amazing cast. uh how is it working with Jason Alexander? He's one of our personal favorites. So
1: <laughs> he's great. Jason is great. He played an interesting character in this one, and uh, you know I think you don't see him playing these characters, you know. So he does. You know he also I knew him, and he's always wonderful to work with and very generous.
0: Excellent. And then in like 2012, you worked with like Norman Reedus in uh, Hello Herman, which sounds like a complete turnaround from uh, this other movie where this one's about a school shooting.
1: Yeah, I loved Norman and I thought he was very brave and courageous to want to play this part. And uh, this was written by John Buffalo Mailer, the youngest son of Norman Mailer. And um, he, um, you know, he tackled the uh, character that was a journalist interviewing a school shooter and uh, through a series of interviews trying to understand who this kid is and so he was particularly great to work with
0: excellent excellent and any um uh, and with it being uh such like uh i guess kind of a darker subject material and everything how how is that different from like a comedy like working with the actors and trying to get, get that kind of atmosphere out of them
1: well I mean I think it depends absolutely the genre of the movie if you're working on something that's dark versus something that's light it does impact you but also when you work on something like this that was you know very socially relevant and it was about something that was happening that's important and, and impactful in our society everybody the crew the actors everybody really comes together in the you know the spirit of telling an important story
0: yeah excellent And then in 2016, uh, you directed Bandit Hound, uh, starred like Lou Ferrigno, Catherine Bell, Judd Nelson, Paul Sorvino. Um, Well,
1: that was absolutely – Catherine Bell is one of my very favorite actresses. I love her. Um, Judd Nelson is someone that I had a relationship with because I – he and I went to – studied with Stella Adler together back in the day. Um, and I've known Lou Ferrigno, and Vern Troyer was uh, a former student of mine. And so there's a very, very funny scene between Vern Troyer and Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> you know, mini me and the original Hulk. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. I had dogs and kids. I did the thing that people tell you do not do, which is make a movie <laughs> with kids and <laughs> dogs. I did it, and uh, it was fun. I mean, sometimes in the moment it was less fun. But when you look back on something that was difficult then you know you you change the memories it's always fun
0: that was actually gonna be my next question what was it like working with the dogs so (laughs) that makes sense well the
1: dogs were you know i mean the dogs were intense the dogs had trainers but you know the dog doesn't always do what you tell the dog to do So (laughs) you have to adapt and you know sometimes i would tell my dp you know, shoot the rehearsals, shoot the rehearsals. I don't know what they're going to do when we roll.
0: <laughs> we'll fix it in post, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, visual effects. Well, sometimes you can't do that. Even visual effects can't be that miraculous.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've also done uh, like documentaries. Like in uh, 2018, you uh, did, uh, I'm probably going to butcher saying it, but is it uh, Sigwame?
1: Sigame, which means follow me. Yeah, I met this wonderful student of mine. Um, it's transgender from Mexico. And she had a fascinating life. And so we did a short documentary on her life, and we got into some wonderful film festivals, including Outfest here in uh, in L.A. at the Chinese. And so that uh, was a really pretty cool experience.
0: Nice. And, and, and I'm sorry, how, how long like, was it following her for like six months or...?
1: Exactly. Oh, <laughs> it was oh, exactly following yes. her for six months. <laughs> that was absolutely the number. Yeah, we just followed her everywhere, and, and we, you know, put together something. Um, you know that I, um, I think is really interesting to watch.
0: Yeah. Um. And and just like, is there a, a, a best place we could go to like find the, uh, a lot of these movies? Like, are they on, like Amazon Prime or anything like that?
1: You know, I just you're just getting a good idea. We actually should. Put Outfest somewhere, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I mean Outfest, I mean CM is somewhere. Um online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hundred percent right. Yes, yeah, so you can go um, every, all the movies are online. Uh there's one movie that I uh, shot uh, last year the year before called uh, Batting Pulse psychological thriller with uh, some supernatural and horror and um, mm-hmm. that's going to come out after all this crisis you know dies down a little bit uh, but it's a very very uh, scary thriller and it's got Paul Cervino in it and Sonia Walger and um, it's got Grant Bowler, Grant Bowler who plays the lead who's extraordinary uh, and uh, yeah and I just finished shooting a movie that I wrapped on at the end of January called The Runner. And I'm so happy because here we are in March, and now if I'm, I have to stay at home, at least I have work to do. I can, <laughs> a, I can cut a movie, so it's really exciting.
0: It's a little blessing in disguise, I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, you know, Initially, I said, let's shoot it in April, I said. Oh. <laughs> so I'm so happy that we did not wait till April because we would not be shooting it
0: yeah and that one's about a undercover high school student is that right
1: yeah that is a story that really really got me it was late at night i was watching a news report and it was about how the police you know grabs these high school kids to be informants uh they blackmail them so they can catch ultimately you know the big drug kinpin. but in the meantime they endanger the kids they don't tell the parents so it really really affected me and i wrote a three page treatment and called my good friend Jason Chase Terrell who wrote the script *Bad impulse that are the movie I was telling you about. Yeah. And I said, Can you write this? And he did and he wrote an awesome screenplay. And we just finished shooting it with Cameron Douglas, who does a phenomenal job. And uh, this new kid talk about discovering new talent. This kid is it, Edouard Filippo now. And uh, it's got some other wonderful actors that, that you know people would certainly know, Elizabeth Rome and Eric Balfour. Yeah. And yeah, we just finished shooting now.
0: Excellent. Well, gosh, yeah. Hopefully, we can get this get both those movies out pretty soon. And watch them. <laughs> And on on top of all this, the acting school and directing, you're also directing a one-woman show with Ann Archer? Well, I
1: was, but now it's been put on hold. Oh, okay. we're going to come back to it. Yes, wonderful Ann Archer. Uh, We're working on a one-woman show together called A Ticket to the Circus, which is based on a memoir by Norris Mailer Church. She was the um, wife of Norman Mailer. His sixth wife was married to him for 33 years, oh, wow. and um, and it's a great one-woman show written by Bonnie Culver. And I'm very, very excited that we're going to have a world premiere at the Edgemar Center for the Arts. I think probably in June at this point. You know, we're supposed to open in May, so I'm being optimistic that everything's pushed out one month.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're keeping <laughs> fingers crossed here too. So
1: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, are there any other like? Uh, uh, other like dream projects you have like uh, you know down the road that you're looking forward to? Oh,
1: yes, I have many projects that I'm developing. Um, and I'm working on on plays and on screenplays, and I'm working with my seventeen year old son, who's a writer. So uh, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, <laughs> doing some some pretty good stuff in the future. You know, I said to him, This is a perfect time for us to be creative, to yeah. use this time, to write, to reflect, you know, to reassess and to keep writing.
0: Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, we're we're actually doing it ourselves. My wife's uh, an, an amazing artist and you know, I'm a podcaster but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's always you know, keep right? keep it keeping busy and time. keeping hopeful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have to turn it into something positive. Exactly. Absolutely
0: excellent well and of course uh the, the name of our podcast is everything i learned from movies um are, is there anything you would like uh to pass on to others who are looking to get the entertainment industry or like lessons you've learned through uh th- through your life uh,
1: you know i learned to study and listen and you know for instance a few days ago i was watching with my son the director's commentary um, jordan peele under um a get out And, you know, it was just a fascinating afternoon to hear his insights in terms of. And then you realize when you listen to director's commentary that whether you're making a movie for, you know, 20 million or plus or 5 million or 1 million, everybody has the same problem. You know, there's a commonality to all filmmaking and which is refreshing. Um, So I, I loved doing that. I think that the more you can learn, learn, constantly learn, you know, that's where the power is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love I love those commentary tracks. You know, especially like the low budget ones, because, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, we needed this shot. So we need an extra million dollars. So we got it from the producers or something. But for them, it's like, well, so we changed the, the story a little bit, uh, but it made, actually ended up being a lot better. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Well, I loved hearing with Get Out, they say, you know, he wanted this song from James Taylor, but they couldn't get it because it was too much money. <laughs> and I thought, oh, you know, what a familiar sound. um But, of course, if they had known that Get Out was going to make so much money, they probably (laughs) would have paid for that song, ultimately. But, you know, nobody's got the crystal ball, so you don't know. And I was (laughs) watching the director's commentary, Under Atonement, and they were having a hard time. Because with kids, you can only work kids, you know, 20 hours a week. And so you're very restricted with children. And uh, so they were having a hard time getting the shot because they only had, like, very little time and they only had, like, a couple of takes. So having worked on a movie with kids i know how challenging that is uh so yeah it's, it's, it's great to you know learn from what other people discover
0: excellent and i'm sorry the, your, your kids they were 17 uh, how old were they uh my kids are 10 and 17 oh 10 17 excellent and are, are they uh, it sounds like your 17 uh, year olds looking to get in the industry is the uh 10 year old looking to become an entertainer as
1: well well, in an interesting way, yes, he's more like an athlete But, um, you know, he's looking at his older brother and he goes, I want to do that and I want to do that <laughs> So who knows what these kids are going to do But whatever they're going to do, you know, most importantly, they just be happy yeah. And right now I think they're just happy <laughs> to be home from school I <laughs> wonder how many kids, you know, all over the world are happy to be home from school
0: Say home from school and hanging out with their parents and able to play video games and yeah and well,
1: that's you know that's exactly what's happening and now we're gonna watch together the haunted the uh, haunted hill house i think on netflix that'll be fun
0: oh yeah i've heard great things about that so yeah <laughs> excellent well miss Danner, thank you so much for joining us we, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day um um Gosh, I don't even know how to end this, but yeah, just uh, thank thank you so much.
1: much. (laughs) No, no, thank you. This is fun. It's always fun. Thank you very much and stay safe.
0: All right, you as well. You as well. Have a great evening.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, that was awesome. Yay. (laughs) Well, of course it's awesome. You were leading it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You were free to jump in at any time. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I didn't have anything to add. Like, she was very happy to talk about. I was just going to let her uh, lead the conversation. Also, it seemed like every time we put input in ours and it ended in a
1: static. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's why I was trying to be quiet with all the I just kept hearing the,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry about that, everybody. Um, (laughs) but yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, Miss Michelle Danner, uh, Check out her website, uh, the, the Edgemar Center of the Arts, and LA Acting Conservatory. Um, and, and yeah, her new movies, hopefully coming out soon, but uh, the ones already out are How to Go Out on a Date in Queens, Hello Herman, Bandit Hound, and S- 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 Sigoueme. <laughs> no, S- French, French. S, S- I G U E M E. Sigoueme. I guess until uh, next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And this is. Everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody.